devil in the detail. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson and here we are down at the open day at the AJ Bell Stadium um, talking all things off of Red Devils. I'm joined by uh, Paul Whiteside, right Paul? Hey Rob, you alright mate? Having a good Christmas? Yeah, yeah, so mate, I'm really excited about today, buzzing today, it's been a, a great day down here at the Open Day and that, and everyone seems really positive, you know, speaking to Ian Blees there, everyone's buzzing for the, these friendlies to start now, so that should get Christmas out of the way and uh, get the rugby league back. Yeah, loads of, loads of uh, news coming up uh, on the podcast, and um, what we'll do, we'll start with the, the three big news stories that have happened since, uh, since we uh, last aired. So, first big news story we've got is uh, the new CEO, Ian Blees. Uh, I managed to speak to him at the Open Day uh, a couple of weeks ago, and here's what he had to say. So, I'm joined uh, on the podcast by uh, Ian Blees, the new CEO. All right, Ian, welcome home. Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, happy to be back. <laughs> yeah, obviously, we've just been on the, uh, the question and answers night. You know, pretty, uh, very, uh, very good, informative night. Yeah, fans forum we're calling it now, as I said to the start. Uh, but it is a questions and answers type session. We, uh, we've got you know, eight, nine members of the squad there uh, and the coaching, uh, which is great to see them turn up and, and, and share some or shed some light on how, how we're going to try and go as a club. Yeah, you talk about uh, building the culture within the, within the club. Um, you know, you've only been here four weeks. Um, we know what kind of things you're looking to sort of build on within Ma- the club. Massive thing for us, culture, history of the club. Uh, getting back to our roots, as I've said in my spiel tonight. You know, we, we, I want to get back to the community. I want to try and reach out to them places that that maybe have lost us in the past and and, and, and spread our wings to new to new land as well. But that's that's. Uh, I don't want to spread ourselves too wide first. I want to make sure we try and get back into that community, the heart of Salford. Yeah, we talk about the community going into schools and colleges and universities. How important is it, you think, that we get into them areas to you know, get new fans? Yeah, massively. Like I said, I've already had meetings with the university, Salford University. We've got a school strategy, strategy going in place now with our foundation, player ambassadors for each, for each school. There'll be half-time games with schools. Hopefully the parents will come. And that's the second generation of fans. So we're pretty, we're pretty much starting from scratch again now because it's not been done well uh, over the last few years. So... Uh, my job's cut out to, to get out there. We're not, we're not, as you can tell, uh, the biggest uh, back office in the world. But uh, I'm certainly, you know, loving the experience of being back in the club I love, and you, you can guarantee I'll be, do, I'll be doing the business behind the scenes. Yeah, you show that drive on the on, on the field and both off it. It's uh, definitely energised the, the club you coming in. Yeah, and we need and we need to get out there and, and preach the gospel. As I've said tonight, everybody within this room is a, is a messenger for me. You know, tell your people, tell your tell your friends, your family around there. It's time we get back to this to this club. The city, I said it tonight. The city needs a club. The club needs a city. It's it's a two way thing. We all need each other to make it a big success. Yeah, we're talking about match day experience, bringing in ex players to, to get involved. You know, how important is it? You know, touching our you know history because we have a massive history, don't we? At Salford Red Devils, huge, and... huge history, and it's something that you know a lot of clubs would aspire to, uh, and so. We're looking at putting the new fan suite area in where players can come and talk about their experiences of wearing the shirt. You know, we've had the new promotional video tonight that talks people talk about their club, their shirt, uh, and, and we need to build on that foundation. Yeah, and I've talked about marketing as well. That's an important aspect. Uh, looking forward, you know, marketing all the games rather than just the odd one. Yeah, I don't want to just. We are focusing on Wigan massively because it's a big home game against against the grand final winners. But it's not just about that game. And we've had a series of uh, match day experience meetings. But as I say, it's fourth week here. I'm, I'm spending more times in meetings than I'm, than I'm actually doing any actions of. So, uh, but I've got it in my mind that I want to make uh, an experience for the spectator every time they come to a home game. So, what, a little bit of entertainment in the fan zone something going on at half time for the community and then hopefully afterwards you know we can have a, a, a nice uh, relaxing celebration together with a win yeah hopefully that's what we all want obviously you know winning culture that's the important thing at the club do you think obviously the million pound game I know you weren't here do you think that's kind of you know helped the club build uh, think, for future I think Watto touched on it tonight you know you, you, you galvanise when you're in situations like that and I've been in, been in them at this club you sort of like you, you knit as a team as a unit and Watto talks about characters you, you sort of like see the characters who come out of the club uh, I'm, I'm as Watto said it tonight I, I, I don't want to be in that million pound game no. next year I don't want to hear about it again in my life if I'm honest <laughs> but listen we're, we're riding on that wave at the moment so that's fine uh, but it does show that steel and that spirit and, and, and that grit that this club is all about do, do you think obviously that kind of experience has galvanised everybody 
and obviously, you know, with season ticket sales up on, on last year, do you think it's, you know, we're going to be able to step up and, and keep moving forward? Yeah, we need to keep looking at every angle. Uh, season ticket sales are going good. We're still not where we want to be. We want, we want, you know, another large chunk to come through. There's still some people who haven't renewed and we're hoping Christmas time will be good for us. Father Christmas will bring lots of season tickets out there uh, and then we can re- reach to the wider audience uh, and push on as a club from there. So that was Ian Blees uh, talking to me at the fans forum. Uh, Paul, you know what a great, what a great lad, and you know, really looking forward to you know what he's got to bring to Salford. Yeah, definitely. Everything he says is positive, isn't it? All the stuff he said today, you know, and what he said on the interview there about going in the schools and things like that. Ian seems a really passionate bloke and a very likable bloke. Talks really well. And I think he's going to do wonders for the club. He's been like a breath of fresh air since he's come in about five or six weeks ago. And uh, you know, fans that are as old as us remember him as a player, and uh, you know, he wore his out on his sleeve. I think he played about twelve years for Salford, didn't he? So you know, the clubs that he's had. And uh, just seeing Ian Watson and Ian Blees today, two Salford ex-players, uh, guys with the club at heart leading us forward. I think he's brilliant, and uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, I think it helps obviously being a Salford captain. Uh, you know, being involved in the club previously, you know, being involved at the CEO level, he knows what needs to be done uh, to move us forward. Yeah, he certainly does, and everything is sort of mapping out there. It's very exciting, isn't it? And just speaking to him today. The, the potential for this club, we've said it before, is massive in it. The area that we've got, and you know, the sky's the limit in it. So uh, you know, we're really looking forward to it. And really looking forward to what Ian's going to do. Yeah, big crowd here at the uh, the fans uh, open day as well, Paul. Kind of impressed, you know. You know, all the uh, all the marketing they've done, getting all the fans to come down. It's uh, positive signs. It certainly is. Yeah, I mean, there was a good crowd here last year for the one last season, but um, you know, this season I think it's even beat that because there was. A, I mean, talking to a few of the lads, and there's about 800 people here today. So that, that's that's great for you know for an open day and. I think everyone's enjoyed it, you know, meeting the new players and that, and uh, old Flash Flanagan doing the comparing and that. Everyone's enjoyed it, and I think there's a real buzz, and that's got a snowball now. Hopefully, get the three uh, friendlies un- under our belts, and you know, we've got Wigan down here first game. What what a game to start with! I mean, if we could if we could beat them, who knows where we can go? It's not long off now. I'm just talking to a few of the players there. They're uh, raring to go, aren't they? Now I think pre-season's going really well. Daniel Vido lost a bit of weight. He looks uh, like he's ready. Lamataz is back as well. Speaking to him, he's he's ready to go again. So exciting times, Rob. I think. Yeah. Uh, next bit of news. Uh, We've got the link up with Halifax dual registration. You know, it's a good move. Halifax are a really good club, a good tradition, and I think it's a, a positive move for both. Halifax are a good club, yeah. I think they're one of those clubs that are, uh, there's a few of them in the Championship, aren't they? Who are just sort of short of Super League, aren't they? You've got Sheffield Eagles in there, Featherstone Rovers, good traditional clubs who've played at that level before and are not far off it now. And um, I think it'll do the players of the world a good going there, keeping them fresh. I was just talking to Daniel Murray before and he was saying he could be playing a Boxing Day for Halifax against Featherstone, so we've got no game on Boxing Day, so how good would that be for him? And especially if he impresses, um, there's a chance of him getting into Salford's first team, so I think I think it's, good, it's great for him to give him that bit more. Um, a bit more game time and a bit more experience and it's going to make them better players I think I suppose um, you know it helps the younger players give, a, give, give them a chance on it to go out and play um, hopefully you know Halifax will it'll work both ways you know we'll get a few of theirs and you know it's only positive I think yeah, definitely. I mean, Halifax are a good club, as we said before, haven't they? And they've got some some decent players there. Anyway, a couple of players who we looked at before, so we're you know, nine levels from that neck of the woods, isn't they? Who we've, we've got, so we're, so yeah. I think I think we've we've got every chance of uh, getting players off them. But I think it's good to share ideas with them as well. And like I said, they're a good traditional club, uh, with a club steeped in history. I mean, when I first started watching rugby league, Halifax were one of the top dogs. So uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And like, it is sad that we've lost the academy, but you know, it's not forever. Um, I'm sure that'll come back soon, and we'll just make the best of uh, of this for now. Yeah, I suppose. W- with the academy going and disappearing for 12 months, hopefully they'll come back stronger. And you know, it gives at least they've got uh, you know the college team and you know a little bit of a pathway up uh, to the first team, which people thought would would disappear totally. Yeah, definitely. And I think you've got some good amateur clubs as well in the, the local Salford area. Aren't you? you know, Folly Lane, Caddy's Head. You know, some of, some of the sides around there. Um, we've got to work closer with those as well. Aren't we? Salford City Roosters, um, Langworthy Reds. You know, there's, there's loads of teams, isn't there? And I think if we work closer with them, them guys as well, you know, you can get players from them, can't you? Look at the, the sort of the sides that do well. St. Helens, Wigan, Leeds. They've got really strong amateur links, haven't they, with the sides there? So I think that's something to work on definitely as well. And yeah, it'll be great once we do get that academy back. But it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to take take a long time for it to, to build back. But I think the signs are positive, definitely. Yeah. Next bit of news as well. Uh, the new shirts out, Paul. Uh, we spoke to to Russ um, at Farley. Uh, and this is what he had to say about the new shirt. So we're joined by Russ McFarlane at the Open Day. What a great day, so many fans. Fantastic day, yeah. Um, they're always a good day, a day we look forward to. And, and this year, I think even more people have came out than normal, which is exciting. I think there's a, a positive buzz around the place, which is good. That's what you want. Obviously, the you know, enthusiasm for the fans and the players, it's c- contagious, isn't it, really? 
It is, yeah, and we just want to keep growing on that as we head to the start of the season and then, then the players uh, do the business on the pitch. That's what we need. Talk about the players, you know, showing off the new kit today. Very impressive. Bit of a throwback for the the 80s generation. What do you think? Good shirt? Yeah, I think it's a great shirt. Um, the the idea around the shirt came from a lot of people said they like the red and white, so we went with that. We looked at some of the old kits. A lot of people talked about the 1988 shirt with the white stripes across, and then we had to try and modernise it a bit for the younger generation that that, that don't know about that kit. Um, so that's why there's a bit of gold in there. It's people have been asking, and, and, and obviously these days with the sponsors that we're allowed to put on the shirt, that helps the club so much to build. Um, the, the stripes on the the sleeves didn't really fit, so so it was based around the 1988 shirt uh, with a modern touch to it. Yeah, yeah, and obviously people are in the open day buying them as well. It's a great revenue stream for the club to you know fans to go out and buy the new gear, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's important to the club, and all the revenue streams that we have is important. But more importantly, it's great to see the fans out in their colours. You know, you're going to Salford, and you, you see that person wearing a Salford shirt, and and it, it, it's getting the, the the club out there, isn't it? That, that's one of the important things about the replica shirt. Yeah, I suppose it becomes like a bit of a billboard, aren't you, if you're wearing it, walking around, you know, the town. It's great, obviously, the club are trying to get out into the local community. Um, you know, what, what can we expect in the next couple of months to see, you know, out and about in Salford? Yeah, I think there's some targeted literature going out there. We've done a bit of research into where our sales come from, those type of areas. So we're going to we're gonna be sending some literature through the post and, and just through people's letterboxes and getting out there. We're trying to take the open day to to the city as Ian just mentioned in there to the gateways so that you know it's a bit more accessible for, for certain people um, and then we're working with the RFL and the council and Peel to, to look at getting some using some of the, the advertising boards that's out there in the city so hopefully we'll see a bit of that as well um, you know we're just we're, we're, we're speaking to a lot of people trying to find ways to get out there be seen uh, interact with, with the soft people yeah thanks for talking to us on the podcast Real. thank you cheers so, new shirt, Paul. I'm impressed and so is Russ. Yeah, I think it looks nice. I think it looks really good. It's got a bit of gold on it and, and the white as well. And I know Russ was saying it about the 1988 shirt. I mean, that's the first shirt I got and I've still got it now. And uh, yeah, it's got a bit of a look at that, but you know, with a modern twist. And I think they've sold a few today, haven't they? I've seen a few people walking around in them today. And uh, I think someone told me it's a bit of a grow up, but I, I liked it when I saw it. I think it's nice with the shorts. The, I think there's white and red on the socks as well. So, I mean. I said to you before they could play in dinner suits as long as they win matches I'm not really bothered but I think it's positive and it's a positive story and if people are going to buy it and, and, and wear it at away games and get behind the club it's, it's great It's not just the, the, the playing shirt though Paul you know they brought out the polo shirts as well and jumpers I'm impressed with, with one of the polo shirts the kind of red and black one uh, you know it's really impressive I think yeah, some of the, the stuff that the, the guys have got on today, the players, you know, the training gear they've got on today looks really good and, and that's in the shop, in it, and going to be available. So, so yeah, anything with the name on and, you know, spread the name of the club, club's great. So, uh, looks like we're, we're moving in the right direction with the off-the-field stuff anyway. And, uh, you know, I'm coming away today really excited, Rob. Yeah, we've, we've been at the uh, the Open Day today, me and Paul, and like you said, lots of people here uh, at the Open Day, Ian Blee's, you know, talking as well. You know, really positive uh, thoughts and, you know, you can feel the, the, the enthusiasm, can't you, uh, in the fans? Yeah, you certainly can, and you can feel it talking to Ian Blees as well. I mean, Ian, I've never spoke to Ian Blees before. I mean, I've met him before years ago when I was a kid, but um, but yeah, he's a really nice guy. Um, he seems to have plenty of time for you, loads of enthusiasm, and that very down-to-earth bloke, but I think he's a bloke who, who knows what to do as well. He's, he's a very switched-on guy, and I think he's the right guy to lead this club forward. And uh, It's just a shame he wasn't here five years ago when we came to this stadium, because I think he's got a bit to make up, a bit of time to make up, but I'm sure he will do, but... Um, I'm really excited with him leading us forward. I think he's been a breath of fresh air, as I said before. Yeah, and we obviously, Marwan's taking a bit more of a back seat. Um, talking here at the Open Day, it's great that Ian Watson, you know, and his kind of, uh, you know, top table crew, we'll call it, you know, dictating operations, and it's a really positive, you know, movement, I think, for the club. We all brought the lads together, and it, you know, we saw the way we all fought, they all fought together in that game, and if we can take that positiveness and that, that sort of fight into next season I think they're going to stand us in good stead They talked about the million pound game do you think it's kind of put the you know everyone's together everyone's up for it now aren't they and yeah. you know surely we can't go back to the way it was after that No uh, one, I've watched the million pound game over and over again but there's one thing that my mind keeps telling me is we didn't win anything that day we stayed up so you know let's not dine out on that forever let's go and make some new history now next season and you know not end up in that situation anymore and make you know nothing to be proud of you know ending up in a million pound game it means you've had a poor season but obviously we're proud of the guys that day the way they won the game but we don't want to end up in that we want to make people sit back and think blimey they're in the top eight they're in the top six and I think that's what you've got to aim for now in it next season and uh, I, don't, I don't see why not you know talking to the lads very 
positive. There's some good players in that squad as well. Some really good players, and you know, if we can get things right on the field, you know, who knows where we can go. Two more bits of news. Uh, Raging Bull are at the stadium on Monday uh, with all the merchandise, so you can get your uh, your shirts and your polo shirts ready to ready to send to Santa. And the final bit of news: there's a final bit of news. Um, the club are are raffling uh, the million pound ball, the ball that Gaz O'Brien dropped. Um, from 50 yards at, at Hull Castle. The tickets are £5. And you can get them at the, uh, the, the reception at the AJ Bell Stadium. It'll be a great Christmas present for whoever wins that. So don't forget to get down to the stadium on Monday the 19th of December to get your, get your, your merchandise. Uh, and don't forget, season tickets, uh, tickets are still on sale um, at the stadium. Yeah, we had a little walk round uh, talking to fans at the, uh, the Open Day and uh, how, how they felt, how it went, and this is what they had to say. So here we are at the open day with uh, Stan and Martin. Good, uh, good day, Martin. Cracking day. Tell you what, if this lot turn up on match day, it's going to be an awesome atmosphere down here and we need this. Yeah, great. Ian Blee's talking uh, good messages out for 2017, Stan. Yeah, I mean, it was not a really good messages and positive message from him, but um, Watto, um, all the lads, Marwan, it's brilliant to see this kind of passion and everything for a club that has long deserved it. Lots of uh, lots of fans coming down. It's, it's great the club, you know, coming out and you know getting in the, involved in the community, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, lots of positive stuff, especially with uh, Salford Foundation. Um, I'm saying about all the schools and stuff, and going as far as Altrincham and uh, obviously all them down into Caddy's Head, at Borders of Warrington. Good day here at the uh, the fans' open day. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I was dead impressed to be honest with Mark Flanagan. Absolutely brilliant public speaker. He's, I think he might be better off the field than he is on. <laughs> brilliant. I'm dead impressed with that. Yeah, it's brilliant today. Yeah, great turnout as well. Loads of fans. Absolutely you know, loads of people here. Packed out. Brilliant. That's what you want, I suppose. You want the club out there, you know, touching on the community. Talked about the Salford Red Devils Foundation as well. It's great that the club are moving in that direction. Yeah, definitely. I hope they go to St Mark's at Worsley where the boys are at because uh, the more they get into the community, the more they're going to get the kids on board and the more they're going to pack out the stadium. Brilliant. Good day down at the Open Day today. Yeah, a lot of positive things come out of it today, like, you know, doctor, good as usual. Positive thinking all, of, all the way through the team, Ian Watson, good talker, knows what he's on about. Players look fit and well. Hopefully, it's going to be a good season. Top eight, top six. What about the, the turnout? Loads of fans here in the Open Day. Fantastic turnout, and that's what you want. You want to see the, the club reaching out in the community, don't you? Yeah, definitely, yeah, they, uh, really good turnout today, let's hope they could uh, turn out for the matches when they, uh, when we start playing. be nice to see the shed full, you know, and the, and the East Stand and that, be really, really good, hopefully, good season this year. Did you enjoy the, the open day today at Salford? Yeah, I thought it was quite good, Ian Blees was very good, he explained everything that was going on and we looked as though we were going to have a confident season. Yeah, it's going to be great, lots of fans turned up, everyone's got a real good positive vibe going on at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, I thought I was quite surprised how many was there, uh, and the new players uh, seemed quite happy, a bit nervous, but they were all talking about. Good day today at the uh, the Open Day, Shirley? Yeah, really good day, can't believe the crowds that were there. Uh, I think even more than when Marwan first took over, when we got all these so-called big names. Everyone seems excited, ready for the season. Yeah, big crowd as well. You know, how important is it the club continues to reach out and, and go into the local community? Massively important. I mean, got to go back to grassroots, as Ian Blees is saying. Got to get kids involved, get them liking the game. Get them down here. So very positive talk coming out of the, uh, the fans' open day, Paul. And, you know, everyone's really excited, especially with Christmas coming around, the fantastic moment to be a soft fan. Yeah, it's, like I said before, it's great to see so many fans here. You know, some of the, the fans today have been coming for years, haven't they? Some of the old faces that you see, and there's a lot of new faces as well, a lot of kids here as well with a shirt on. And, yeah, I think it's brilliant. And, that, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the club have had days like this because I think it really sort of gets the fans, you know, stirs the fans up, doesn't it, for the friendly games. I think the friendly games are really important. We've got, you know, Rochdale, Halifax and Hull, Three games there to really test ourselves on, and uh, you know it's really exciting. Now, and I mean, this I don't really like this time of year because the season's still like sort of far away. But I mean, now the fixtures have come out early, and we've had this day. You sort of uh, you're ready for it now, aren't you? And uh, yeah, roll on, Let's get Christmas out of the way, and get the get the get the season started now. Other big news: the Sofa Red Devils Foundation received an award from the RL Cares for the educational programs that they run uh, in and around the city. So that's great news for them, and great news for everybody in the city.
Well, welcome to this week's Amateur Report. I've got some results for you. It's quite a, sh- a short one this week again, with it being almost Christmas. But there's a few results in the universities and the colleges. We'll start with the Premier North. That was on Wednesday, the 7th of December. Manchester met 18, Leeds 28. In the Northern 1A, Salford 22, Sheffield 38. In the Northern 2A, Chester 18, Manchester 54. In College Rugby League, there was just one result last week in the Premier Division. Halifax ERA 10, Hopwood Hall 10. And there's no fixtures this week due to the Christmas holidays, so uh, so we'll be back with more results after Christmas in the new year. And just two little bits of amateur news for us: uh, amateur open age teams have been have until sorry Saturday the 17th of December to lodge entries for the 2017 Barla National Cup. The first round is scheduled for Saturday the 7th of January. The final set for Saturday the 27th of May. I think I mentioned that last week, but no, just another mention for that because it's quite important the Barla National Cup. And one more thing: the RFL has launched a drive to get more women into coaching at junior level. The initiative has piloted in the northwest through Red Hall's performance and development department with 21 women who are already involved in other capacities with amateur clubs attending meet and greet sessions organised by the RFL and Sports Coach UK via the Reach campaign. All it is hoped will gain level two qualifications. That's about it for this week. Very short and sweet amateur report this week. And uh, if I don't speak to any of you or I'll see any of you in the next few weeks, have a, have a lovely Christmas and I'll see you at Rochdale Hornets for Salford's uh, friendly there on the 15th of January. Cheers, Paul. Still to come. We talked to Shinny, a Salford lad, going for number one in the Christmas charts, and Marwan Kukas joins to talk about the Open Day and his battle to beat the Bulls before the Magic Weekend. But now, let's talk about the Million Pound Miracle. We've all watched it a thousand times, but now you can read all about it too. David Clegg, the club's blogger and official timekeeper, has written a, se- a series of blogs documenting the final moments of the Million Pound Game. Me and Mark Critchley spoke to him on Salford City Radio Sports Zone recently, and this is what he had to say. Tackle the Sports Zone on Salford City Radio. Yes, it is Sports Zone where we tackle the sports every Tuesday night here on Salford City Radio. 94.4 FM and online at salfordcityradio.org. Rob Parkinson and myself, Mark Critchley, here in the studio till 8. And we're joined in the studio by the timekeeper and reporter... For the Salford Red Devils, and he goes by the name of David Clegg. David, a very good evening to you. Good evening, thanks very much indeed. A pleasure to have you in the studio. Now, I gather you've been at the club for 66 years. Obviously, the club will have changed over that period of time, but for you, just how much has it changed? Well, massively. Obviously, we're at a different ground now from the one that we started off at when I first started going. In fact, my first match wasn't actually at Salford. It was an away match at Bellevue Rangers, which obviously uh, puts it down to some time during the early 1950s. Um, My first home match was um, for a reserve game. Um, I don't know who was playing, but... uh, in those days, I can remember sitting in what was the main stand and at either end it was completely open. There was no social club there. The only evidence that there was anything other than facilities for playing and watching was um, a sort of tea hut at the uh, far end of the ground where the old um, family stand used to be. So. As a club, I mean, obviously in the time that they were at the Willows, it moved on significantly. And of course, now we're in the luxury of the uh, Barton Stadium, the AJ, AJ Bell. And of course, with any sport, there's ups, there's downs, there's roller coaster rides. And more recently, there was the Million Pound Game, which was itself an emotional roller coaster for everyone. What gave you the idea to write about it? Well, I'd obviously read a fair few uh, reports on the game and um, just when I thought there weren't going to be any more I saw another one which had a quite interesting title but um, didn't quite, I didn't think quite lived up to um, the quality of the title and I thought, well, maybe we should be doing something ourselves because it's our club, it was our win and it was our players that really needed to be celebrated. So consequently I decided that um, to do um, a report 
through the eyes of the players, through their opinions and their comments um, on the last 106 seconds, which started once we kicked, once Hawkins and Rovers kicked off to us uh, after nine levels and brought us within four points, and it was 53 seconds up to the end of that that normal time and then when we kicked off for the extra time it was exactly 53 seconds when Gareth O'Brien kicked the the drop goal that magnificent drop goal so many magic moments uh, Dave you know what was your particular you know favourite in that in that 90 seconds any anything stand out particular Uh, oh yes Uh, I think um I can pick out three or four. Uh, I can pick out Josh Jones's offload, which was so crucial. I can pick out Josh Griffin's run. Um, but most of all, I'd pick out Mark Flanagan's um, uh, pass. He calls it the uh, the Sydney Harbour Bridge pass. And I think that was the, uh, the the almost the turning point. At that point, we we were going to win. I think, but. I've, I've spoken to so many people who've said they've never seen any any game like that finish like that in the way that it did. It was absolutely superb. To be fair, though, Dave, it was a, a really emotional moment uh, for the fans and all of them lost their head, didn't they, for, for a good sort of minute after. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you know, the players as well, uh, you know, involved in that uh, sort of emotional roller coaster. You know, what, what did they have to say about uh, the incidents like? Oh, well, uh, the, the, the players uh, would have. Um, shall we say so many mixed emotions they they have difficulties sorting it out um, i'm actually doing a blog at the moment um for the for the website and one episode of it is going to be um detailed purely for the um reactions of the players afterwards they found it very very difficult actually to put their emotions into words uh, and it was interesting how each of them gave a different view on it but uh, obviously that's something for the website for later in the week Rob. yeah you can obviously tune in and, and read that uh, hopefully one a day hopefully for the next week or so uh, talking about the, the biggest moment the gaz o'brien drop goal uh, the 50 meter effort you know can you can, can you put into words what that was all about? You know, it was unbelievable effort and unbelievable scenes. Right. Well, certainly, I. W- it's such an incredible thing to have happened. I mean, the, the whole history of the club hinged around that moment. Really, uh, I couldn't possibly um, do justice to it. The only person who I believe can do justice to it was Gaz himself and uh, I I spoke with him at length and he told me exactly what was going on through his mind. He's an extremely modest and um, individual, a very level-headed, really decent guy. He doesn't want to take any credit for himself and he plays it down unbelievably but I think you only have to look at the fact that Salford in the Super League next season and without that they wouldn't have been so that says everything as far as I'm concerned and of course part of your role being a reporter blogging all the events you managed to interview many of the current stars and the stars of the future doing the blogs who stands out for you as being one of the best people that you've spoken to well, really, there are just so many. Um, it's very, very difficult to, and almost unfair to a lot of people, to choose out uh, any one person. Um, over the years that I've been doing this, I've met up with people like Sam Thayday, Jonathan Thurston, uh, Darren Lockyer, um, our own Tim Sheens, and I can say our own Tim Sheens because um, he was with us for at least 12 months and I got to know Tim very well indeed. Um, it, it's unfair to choose one. Let, let us say I've, I've mixed with people who I never thought I would mix with. Um, I think one that I enjoyed particularly because I just bumped into him on the stairs going uh, on at, at the AJ Bell was Sam Burgess. Um, I mean, you wouldn't have expected to have met him because he was playing rugby union. But, of course, they were uh, training at um, the AJ Bell and um, I happened to be um, going out onto the stairs looking for somebody else and sort of came up against Sam Burgess. And I think the look of recognition in my face must have made him think, here's somebody who knows me. And we stopped chatting to each other for about two or three minutes um, 
and just hit it off uh, really en enjoyably so. And I suppose in a way it's like a case of being in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. And, and an hour and a half later I'd gone out to the car and on my way back into the stadium and the, a few of the union guys coming out and as I got into the glass partition coming out in the opposite direction with Sam so we stopped in, in, in that most inconvenient of spots having a chat again so I just felt as though we got on really well and possibly might even have remembered me if their Luke when he went home at uh, the uh, close season mentioned it to him Sounds like Sam Burgess was stalking our Dave <laughs> by all accounts um, obviously you know talking about you know Solveros, um we've got one back Ian Blees is now our CEO I spoke to him uh, last week at the fans forum yeah you know he's a really really good uh, you know, person to speak to Ian Blees and you know day looking forward you know he's got to be the man to take the club forward for me well, I remember Ian when he was captain of Salford. He was an extremely good captain. His um, levels of leadership were extremely good, and that's already showing itself in, in the club now. He's an extremely dynamic individual. Uh, he gives everything that he's got into the job he's doing, as he always did when he was playing, and um, hopefully he will, uh, he will manage to uh, take the club forward to places it's not been for some time. And of course, talking about another Ian in Ian Watson, how much of an impact do you think he has had on the current side? Uh, well, I would say it's been colossal. He's had the benefits of Tim Sheen's uh, alongside him last year, and I, I think that he can't help but have learned a lot. Um, so he now should have an old head on young shoulders so he's got the energy and drive to do it and um, some of the experience that um, Tim uh, has hopefully rubbed off on him and uh, I hope that we'll be able to see him take the team forward and be there in that hot seat for quite some time now. Yeah, looking forward to, to next season, Dave. You know, what, what do you think? You know, with the players that we've got, uh, do we reckon that the top eight is, is doable? Well, it should have been doable this last year, shouldn't it? In fact, they actually achieved it in terms of the wins, so I, I would say um, it should be. I would say that with the benefit of 12 months of experience together, they should be a, a more structured unit than they were last season in terms of tightness and understanding of... Um, each other's play and so forth, particularly defensively, which, as we said, was shown in that um, million-pound game, the the amount of time they were under the cosh on their own line. Um, so I, I think that the, the benefits of playing together for 12 months, having the same coach for two years on the trot, so they know exactly what Ian's expecting of them. Um, they've strengthened the pack significantly um, good to see Lama Tazi back um, he's a, a presence on the pitch that uh, can only inspire the, the rest of them around him um, we've got Lee Mossop who's got um, experience at the highest level with Wigan so yes I, I would say that they are certainly well within the, the capabilities of making top 8 and even top 6 Obviously, rugby being rugby, there's always the issues of in, uh, injury and so forth. That can thwart the, um, the chances. But we just have to get round that. The million-pound game, they had the injuries galore, but they overcame them. And, of course, the question that fans will want me to see, do you think we'll see any more scenes like the way, the manner that Salford won that million-pound game in terms of the victory that they had and leaving it so late on? It's got to be said that the number of people who've spoken to me and said that they've never seen scenes like that um, in, in any match, the manner in which that game finished is, is quite extraordinary. And I think that's what has captured everybody's imagination. It's actually taken Rugby League by storm and um, benefited the game. So uh, incredible uh, was it. The, the jubilation of all of us was was unbelievable because I think we were all absolutely staggered. I think we'd all, I know I had got to the point where I, I was switching off um, as time went on and it was only when we got the penalty that set up the try for um, for uh, Nile Levels' um, second try that I actually thought, you know, something could come from this and of course the try did and that 
then set in uh, motion all the wheels that then led to the, to the victory. And we'll be able to read all about that in your, in your blogs to come in the next uh, couple of days, hopefully. Yes, they're on daily, or hopefully daily, for the, for the for this week. There should have been one on today, and I do apologise to anybody who went on trying to, to find it. Uh, the new uh, website that we've got, who was having work done on it, hopefully it'll be clear tomorrow and we'll be able to get... And just on. remind us where we can find it. It's on the new Salford website. You go to salfordreddevils.net. And Salford Red Devils is all one word, and it's got two Ds in it. So um, it will be Red Evils if it didn't have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great read, uh, Dave. Well, David, it's been an absolutely fascinating insight, and we really do appreciate you joining us in the studio today. So, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a lot, Mark. It's been my pleasure. So that is David David Clegg, there, the timekeeper and blogger for the Salford Red Devils. Many thanks indeed to David. That was David Clegg talking about the blogs documenting the Millen Powell miracle. But there's one sofa lad whose quest to become Christmas number one is fast becoming a reality. Shinny, the man we're all backing this Christmas, took time out to talk to us, to talk Salford Rugby League and music. So I'm joined by Shinny here at the uh, the open day at the AJ Bell. You know, you played out to a packed crowd there. Great stuff. Yeah, there was uh, there was hundreds there today. Really, I'm really happy that I um, agreed to come and do this show. Um, I'm a big fan of Salford Rugby, especially down at the AJ Bell Stadium, where I do believe uh, the local local talent is going to be playing here soon. I believe there should be more of it, and uh, it's all about the community Salford. And um, yeah, it's exciting times for Salford Rugby and for my Christmas number one. Communities are getting together again. Yeah, I suppose it's important. Are you much uh, linked to the rugby club? Yeah, I played at Salford um, when I was, when it was at the Willows. Uh, I had a bit of a rugby career myself. Uh, yeah, I, I held some records in Conference League, ten point five in the hundred meters. I was pretty, pretty sharp. I thought I'd, I'd make some of these lads struggle today, but um, yeah, it's all good. Um, I've always loved rugby. Obviously, my passion is music, but one of my other passions was the rugby. So it's great to be here today, and it was just a sellout today. It was packed, and it was it just it had that real good community feel today. And the quest for the the Christmas number one, a soulful lad going to the very top. Can you do it? Yes, we can do it, but it's not I can't do it on my own. It's got to be the community of Salford and Manchester and surrounding areas. And obviously, we're moving forward now with the TV this week into the, you know, this regional that we've got covered. Now we want national, and obviously, we're going against the corporates. We're gonna we're gonna go against the ones that exploit this kind of industry. The likes of Simon Cowell and the X Factor and stuff. It's me against him. That's the way people are looking at. It. So when you pre-download the Christmas number one on Amazon or iTunes. For three things you get for that, you get the great track, you get to donate to Macmillan, 20 pence out of every single, and thirdly, it's become a vote between me, James Shinny Davenport, the Christmas number one, against Simon Cowell and the X Factor winner. And we're all behind you, mate. Hopefully Thank you'll come you. away with a win. Yeah, we will come away with a win. And so will Salford next year with all their games. The team looked really excited um, for the new year. And uh, yeah, it was exciting today. Everybody, there was just that good positive energy knocking about the room today. So now we're joined by Marwan Kukash. Hello, Marwan. Welcome to the show. What a great, what a great day! Oh, it's great, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's nice to sit back and uh, enjoy the proceedings, and it's great to see so many people here as well. You know, we have, must have had in excess of a thousand people here. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. Yeah, obviously, you know that the fans are coming in. Uh, you know buying into Salford Red Devils and that's what you want you want to be out in the community and it's a great sign you've got over a thousand people here at the AJ Bell you know seeing what the club is all about exactly and having you know the the key there like you said uh, uh, having Salford people uh, involved in, in the community or having the club involved in the community bringing Ian Watson who is a Salford lad you know to work alongside with Ian Watson is, is, is very very important for the future of the club and the very first thing Ian wants to do that's in, uh, please, is to get involved or to get the club involved more in the community. Now, we are going to work be, uh, with schools, visiting hospitals, 
gateways, every corner of Salford, wherever there's a potential to grow the club into, we will get there and we will be involved. It's, it's great news, I, I think, obviously. You know, Ian Blee is a new CEO. You know, he's talking, you know, really good positive vibes coming out of his mouth at the moment. And, you know, it's great that everyone's really up for it. And, you know, it's only going to be good for Salford Devils in the next few months. And that's all off the field. But also on the field, we have um, the most stable or the most committed um, squad that we've ever had since I've been here. And, you know, among the, there's no dramas among the players. There are no further dramas with the RFL. Okay, you know, I'm not going to be their biggest fan and I will never be their biggest fan for what took place in the past. But it's time to forget, you know, and, and move forward. And I will work with them. I will work with them to promote our club. You know, and um, in many ways, whether the OS one or not, that's something in the past. And I'm looking forward to, to their help. Uh, in order to promote rugby league in the area of Salford and the Greater Manchester area. Yeah, you, you talked about the million pound game uh, up on the stage before. Do you think that feels like a turning point for both you and the club? I think it's a turning point for everybody. And what that game showed is that, you know, I was asked about, about that after the game, immediately after the game. And uh, I think uh, on BBC they've asked me whether I, I was committed and, and whether I'll be there back next year. And I said, how could you walk away from a group of players like that? You know, that group of players, is a, they, are a t- you know, um, they are to die for. And, you know, they gave everything. And, uh, you know, if we get similar uh, efforts from them next year, we'll go close. We'll win more games than we'll lose. Just uh, going back to the Ian Blees, I think that could be a masterstroke for him. From, was it your idea, my one, to bring Ian in? Or? Yeah, it is my idea. And, uh, you know, it's, um, I've been, well, I was speaking to Ian for uh, the best part of three months before the end of the season. We've been to games together. I mean, we attended the Million Pound game together. And, um, uh, listen, he's somebody, uh, you know, doesn't have the biggest CV, but what he has is the biggest heart for Salford and he's given up a lucrative job you know what he, what he had uh, to come back and work with Salford and he committed to come to Salford even before we survived and I jokingly at, at the match I said to him mate it looks like you're going to be a CEO of a championship club and he said no we're not this is not over and this is only like a few minutes before the, the end of the game just listening to him speak today, though, he has such a positive air about him, doesn't he? And he's such a great talker, and he's filled me full of confidence today. And, and I just can't wait to, for the season to start now. Do you know what it is, mate? It's um, the belief that we have right across the club, whether it's players, management, coaches, medical staff. We really believe in ourselves now. You know, um, previous results don't count. Really. Forget it. it. Statistics is something uh, happened in the past. Yeah and have uh, no reflection on what's going to happen in, in the future. And regardless of where we finished last year, we believe we are far better than that. And, um, you know, we, we will do well next year. We have the right people in and around the club. Talking about the right people in charge, you've got Ian Watson, uh, still as head coach. You think, obviously, last season's uh, Million Pound Miracle, do you think that's going to help him you know, improve as a coach and, and the club as well? I, I, I have a lot of respect for Tim, Tim Sheens, but I think it's uh, injustice for people to, uh, to, to have talked uh, efforts last year and the way we improved uh, for it being down to Tim Sheens. Tim was never involved in the coaching uh, and um, uh, the person who uh, the credit should go to is Ian Watson, right? He's the guy who coached the team every day on the field. He's the guy who selected the team. He's the guy who selected the play. And he's the guy who deserves all the credit. And to be honest, without Tim, the, you know, the, um, Ian will, will come out his shell and he will even be a better coach. For it, uh, it's, it's a season that I'm looking forward to enjoying rugby. Just coming here with my family and enjoy it. Let the two Ians uh, run the show. I'm always in the background if they need me, but uh, my role as Ian asked me, will be just to be a fan like every 
you know, a fan in the, around the club and for me to, to enjoy the rugby. Yeah, I mean, in your off-season, uh, you've had a bit of a thing with Derek Beaumont, uh, trying to lose weight uh, for, for charity. Um, how's that going, Marwan? You're looking, looking a bit trim at the moment? I've lost uh, over a stone and I, I'm sure I'll get to 15 stones by the time we have um, uh, the weigh-in, which is um, during the Magic Weekend. No, he's not going to beat me, mate, because um, I've got a secret weapon. What... Um, him, uh, sorry, what um, Derek can't resist is uh, the fatty meals we ha- we can give him and uh, the wine at the hotel. So uh, come January, February, I'll be inviting him down to the hotel on a regular basis. Just keep sending him food to his room. That's the, that's the plan, is it? That's it. Yeah, no, no, he's not going to win. He's a dreamer. No, you got no secret, no secret plans set up. Is it you know? Is it weight training? Is it running around? Uh, yeah, yeah. For you, what's your um, mate? I've just um, cut out the bread and. Um, um, taking less sugar and uh, doing regular exercises and um, you know so I, I want to lose the weight gradually uh, the type of weight that I could uh, weightless that I could sustain and I'm enjoying it and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I'm, I'm feeling better now and um, hopefully uh, when once I have my uh, sponsorship badge out um, you know I will be able to raise um, quite a lot of money for charity and the two charities we're talking about our rugby league charities, you know, the Steve Prescott Foundation that I worked with before uh, through racing and um, the Lizzie Jones Foundation. Yeah, I'd say I've lost a bit of weight, not trying to brag. I've lost two stones since the since the million pound game. Ten thousand steps a day, that's my that my secret. The million pound. <laughs> game from, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I you know, um, I haven't kept out the last uh, two three weeks because I had a lot on, but um, I used to walk almost six miles a day. Yeah. And that's regular walk and, you know, without uh, the being involved in the gym and with the private trainer, it's just sensible training. Yeah. Uh, and it's, um, um, like I tried to say to Derek, Derek, because Derek has got this beautiful private um, personal trainer and I said to him, Derek, it's not all about personal trainers, mate. It's just do the sensible thing, things that you would do uh, on a daily basis, walk more eat less bread uh, eat more healthy basically and you will lose the weight yeah we, we, well that was pretty fun because obviously we've seen you around the, you know, the stadium never seen you sat down ever so I think you, this six miles a day that, you, that you're doing uh, you know it's going to put you in good set I reckon it, it will indeed and, um, but uh, listen I mean going back to the club I'm really looking forward to the, um, you know, our first game and it's a game where I just want to arrive half an hour an hour before the game go to my see it, enjoy good rugby without having the stress, you know, of running the club and being involved. You know, I, I have a fantastic relationship with the players and the players will always tell you that um, the relationship I have with them is one they've never had with uh, any other uh, owners or are likely to have with other owners. And I don't want to lose that. I want to stay close to them, but I'm going to leave the running of the club to other people yeah so thanks for talking to us on the devil in the detail Marwan and uh, Merry Christmas cheers same to you mate devil in the detail well, we seem to have come to the end of another uh, podcast there, Rob. Really enjoyed this this Christmas special. Can't wait now for uh, the season to start and the friendly fixtures coming up against Rochdale, Halifax and uh, oh, we've got a massive season ahead of us. And uh, I know you're looking forward to it too, Rob, aren't you? Yes, Paul. 2017 is going to be a great one for Sulphur Red Devils. So Merry Christmas to all our listeners out there. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITD, SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and the League Cast app. So what we'll do now, we'll leave you with Trevor Hunt's magical commentary of the Million Pound Miracle on BBC Radio Manchester and some of our fans' reaction to it. Enjoy. Moment of 2016, Martin. Million Pound game it's got to be. I'll tell you what, on the day I had tears in my eyes because I thought, that's it, we're going down. Then, obviously, just hearing about it then, tingles down my spine. Actually, I had nearly, nearly crying in there, just thinking. It was, like, amazing. So, we're still up there, and this year's top eight. Stan, do you reckon, obviously, you know, Solver got a long history. Uh, you know, that million-pound game, will it be a, a turning point in the club? Will we go forward into, onto greater things? I hope so, to be honest. Um, I mean, looking at the amount of people here, and, as we've said, the passion and everything else that everyone's got from, you know, the whole atmosphere, I think, you know, I hate to coin it, but could this be a... Oh, yeah. yeah, what was your highlight of the uh, 2016? <laughs> Don't need to ask, do you? No, well, 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 I say that million pound game, you know, it was, it's a 
unbelievable amount of emotion involved in that game and it's great we came out on top yeah yeah it was uh, well it was crazy then we all thought it was buried well buried and gone um, Gaz O'Brien's kit though at the end unbelievable guess you're going now don't you <laughs> <laughs> what's your highlight for 2016 the highlight of 16 has obviously got to be Gaz O'Brien drop goal but I'm sure there's going to be loads more for 17 we're really looking forward to it highlight of the 2016 for you <coughs> well it's got a bit of drop goal on it mate you know uh, I must admit I was at the game and I was a bit despondent with uh, four minutes to go I went down to the bar at OKR and I was drowning my sorrows with a cider and then uh, we levelled the game and then I came running back out and then it was to watch the drop goal and my Re- God, the rest is history yeah the rest is history you're never going to see a better game than that in, in, in your life I'm sorry but that will be the best game for years to come metres downfield, Dobson goes towards his right, tries to break through, with 27 seconds remaining here, Lewis flicks the ball back inside, Salford down the centre of the field, they keep it alive with Tompkins, get it to this left hand side to Josh Griffin he takes them on, he's got the break down this left bank, he's got Evels outside of him, Evels takes the ball, Evels steps inside but he's tackled with 7 seconds remaining here, the ball is with Salford, it's with the Brian across to Dobson, 10 metres out, the pass to the wide hand side, they're in at the corner, Salford have survived in Super League with a try in the corner when the Hooters sounded, can you believe it, 18 points to 18, we've got the... Out to Haraki on the left side. Now it's the last tackle. Set a six tackle they get. Ball comes out to O'Brien. He's gone for a big one-pointer from halfway. And he's kicked it. He's kicked it. Gareth O'Brien has won the game on the first play with a 50-metre field goal. And Salford Red Devils are in Super League next season. The Salford Red Devils are in Super League in 2017. And the most dramatic of fashion what a finish what a story and Salford are with Lee Centurions Warrington and Wigan in the big time next year in the most fantastic fantastic way I've ever seen final score Hulkingston Rovers 18 Salford Red Devils 19 Ha, 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 ha.